So how much were you thinking of spending on this Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird? Sorry, I'm not here to buy. I understand, and it's wonderful that you don't care whether anyone questions your sexual orientation. I care. I care plenty. I just don't know how to make them stop. One word. Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season two, episode seven, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. I didn't realize you were feeling so bad, Ben, but definitely put your head on my shoulder. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good because hey. as I mentioned in the Xmas episode, while I'm not usually one for holiday episodes, uh, we actually have a Valentine's Day episode this week. It's true. Which is pretty fun. I do actually enjoy Valentine's Day episodes when they're making fun of Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. This this episode is, is right down your alley then. It sure is. We don't get a cold open on this no, one. No, but we do. Once we get past the the credits, we or the opening sequence. Well, I just wanted to point Sorry. out that in the opening sequence, this week's uh, subtitle is "Futurama," not based on the novel by James Fenimore Cooper. Excellent, because I was really worried that you know it was based mm-hmm. off of that. Sure, but fortunately, it isn't. Okay, now you can go, okay. go ahead and continue. So I was very excited about this ad. Um, so it's a link. It's an. It's a. Pre, uh, it's almost like a President's Day ad. Be, it it is a President's is a, Day ad. It's a President's Day ad, um, and it has the 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 heads of Lincoln and Washington in jars, and it is an ad for Malfunction and Eddie's, a car sales place. It is the first time that we get to see Malfunctioning Eddie, which is always a treat. It, he's f- always terrific. Um, once they see this, Amy decides she wants to go car shopping. Uh, she was told by her parents that if she got all B's, she they'd buy her a bar, and she got all C's. So obviously, it follows that she gets to buy a car now. It took me a lot longer than I want to admit to understand that joke. It's it's an amazing leap of of logic for Amy. Who who? It, what would you get if you got all A's? An A R? An R? What about a D? You get a dar. <laughs> what I get? Yeah, if you get an F, you get far. Get far away from here. <laughs> See? You're not our daughter anymore. How you dare fail. you get F's? You flunked. <laughs> so yes, that's that's. <laughs> so they so as prompted, they uh, they want to go to this. Uh, Bender has to go in for for service uh, because they recalled uh, they recalled the Bender units is uh, in a in a specific range. They can burst into flame in a low speed collision with their with their ass. Mm-hmm. It's it's specifically a recall notice on his ass. Mm-hmm. And it's and Fry points out that this is why he's been at the back of conga lines recently. Seems like a good idea if your ass can literally combust it with any low speed collision, which actually happens. It's true. Although, like my question is, what do you do if you're at the back of a conga line and you can't? have anybody behind you and then somebody's like oh let me in on that sweet conga line well if you're bender i imagine turn around punch him and continue congoing i will take that mm-hmm. very good so so leela just kind of like gets them all ready to go and and taps bender's butt with a with like a rolled up newspaper just like a let's go and it kind of like explodes a little bit 
Just a little bit, though. Just it's a, just, a, just a little ass explosion. Just a sousant of ass explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like this and where this is going. <laughs> Speaking of ass explosions, I didn't want to continue either. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. I mean, you... Well, I, 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 I had dinner last night and didn't agree with me very much. Okay, I regret this. Yeah, you, th- you did this to you. I did. They go to Malfunctioning Eddie's mm-hmm. car lot, where they are talking to Victor. Victor. Who is a sort of swarthy, uh, yeah, sexy car salesman who's really just trying to sell Amy a car. Mm-hmm. The, the Beta Romeo. Beta ah, Romeo. yes, the Beta Romeo. That's my which, best. Which is first off, I just love the the car joke because the the Alfa Romeo is the the real one. I I used to live by a lot of car dealerships, and one of them you had did. a sign for Alfa Romeos. And every single time, I would be like, "Ah, the Beta Romeo." <laughs> that's that's good. I I I didn't. I I need to go back through there and see the uh, the Alfa Romeo dealership. Actually, I don't. So Victor is is trying to sell Amy on the Beta Romeo. While uh, and then Fry is that got a that got very Italian there, but not like a good Italian. No, accent. no, no. I don't have good accents. I believe I've shown this on the podcast. So while while Amy is being sold this car, Fry is drinking a whole lot of coffee. Well, the the oh, thing. I'm sorry. I mean, Victor is kind of a a sleaze bag, like. But I, I do always enjoy his line where. I don't remember exactly what Leela says, but something about how, like, you know, we need to go look by ourselves. And he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, a gentleman always sells a lady a car first. <laughs> I think it's like, why don't you go take her out for a drink or something? Or something like that. It was, it was very but good. It's, it's a good line. It's a very it's good line. Like, what? I, this is why I'm not a gentleman. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. It's, it's the, that part that gets me every time. Um, so while this is happening, Fry is drinking coffee and is approached by a different car salesman, uh, trying to get him to buy the Ford Thunder Cougar Frackenbird. Ah, uh, yes, the Ford Thunder Cougar Falcon. That's See, a tough one to it say. It is difficult. There's a reason I took a, a brief second to pause. I used to be really good at that. The Ford Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Ah, that was a good one. Yeah. So, so yeah. The rest that- of this episode is just us trying to say <laughs> Thunder Cougar Falconbird as fast as we can. Without screwing it up, I will. I will say at the very end of the the sell, he the salesman says it really fast and it's really impressive. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. It well done. Pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah. So basically, uh, the car <laughs> <laughs> the car salesman basically makes uh, makes it sound like if he doesn't buy the car, people will question his sexual orientation. So fine, uh, but. Yeah. I'll just continue to make weird noises into the microphone if everybody's okay with that. I'm just going to keep saying Thunder Cougar Falconbird. Well, that's acceptable. It cuts back to Victor, Victor. who is trying to sell Amy the Beta Romeo. Romeo. This is just going to get worse every time, isn't every it? Every time, yeah. He's telling Amy about all the features, most of which involve how many eagles have died to be mm-hmm. in this car. Because well, I mean, the- there's, a, there's a good amount of eagle down, which may not r- involve the killing of the eagle. And the dashboard is inlaid with the beaks of a thousand eagles. Okay, well, at least a thousand. At least. Also, there's some eagles under the floorboards. Well, I don't know where else you'd put them. Because there's already so many eagles there's already in this car. So, but in the luxury version, there's just so much more eagle. 
<laughs> I love how this podcast is us just making each other laugh with the Futurama jokes. Um, so we, uh, when we finish discussing the uh, the eagle contents of the Beta Romeo, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can make myself laugh on that one. So we finish doing that to that specific car type. Okay. Uh, it cuts to Bender in the service bay, who is is um, in service for his butt, and the uh, the technician says that he added bumpers to the back to make sure that it would reduce the chance of explosion. And when he turns around, uh, Bender looks like he has a giant blue baboon butt. It's true. It's, it's a very overly pronounced bright blue pair of buttocks pair of buttocks. Uh, Bender is none too pleased by that and demands. They are returned to the spectacular nature of his previous buttocks because he, he, uh, I believe he says that the, Technician has defaced a national treasure. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Which what, I what do say, you think about that, Ben? Well, I mean, I gotta say that Bender's original butt was just sort of like an angle. It wasn't really much of a butt. Well, I mean, if we're if we're gonna start talking about robot butts, I mean, this the I I lied. The rest of this podcast isn't us saying Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird as fast as we can. We are now gonna rank the butts. March Madness style. We've oh. got a butt bracket right now. <laughs> 68 butts. Only <laughs> 68, 68 Futurama butts. 68 Futurama butts enter. One Futurama butt leaves. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Um, well, well, I have lost track of everything that we were doing here well we were definitely talking about robot butts so i think we're still on track um amy starts getting into the haggling process with victor and um i think the car originally starts at fifty-five thousand, and she's like uh sixty thousand, which immediately she victor has to go run to his well has says he has to go talk to his manager he walks into where malfunction editing it eddie is and just jumps holding hands with they, him. They jump for joy. They are very happy um, with this transaction. Yes, and Amy says that, oh, she thought it was an auction. When when Victor comes back out, he says, well, my manager is not too happy. And Amy says, 80,000? To which Malfunction and Eddie's head explodes. Like, literally, like, he's a robot. He, his head just done exploded. It's very good. I enjoy that bit it's, a lot. It's incredible. But I also, I like Malfunctioning Eddie in general. I think he's a pretty fun character. I think so, too. So, none, nevertheless, she buys it. Undisclosed amount of money, imagining it's 80000 or above. At least 80000 That's true. They drive it back to Planet Express, and they are hanging out. Hermes is busy chewing somebody out. They're, the little chewing out in progress mm-hmm. sign is on. Of course. He's berating somebody for daring to ask for a day off, and then he walks out, and they're like, who were you yelling at? He's like, myself. Because I, I had the nerve to ask myself for Valentine's Day off. And he, he did not allow it. At that point, Fry remembers, oh, right, Valentine's Day. He forgot to get a date for Valentine's Day again this year. So he, he says, okay, Leela, you want to go on a date on Valentine's Day? Well, he specifically points out because neither of us have dates. True. Just, That's a good just point. assuming Leela doesn't have a date. Which kind of pisses her off understandably agreed i think this is a pretty crappy of fry 
At this point, Amy also decides, hey, she just got this brand new car. She's going to take it out for a spin on Mercury. Hey, that seems like a great place to do it. And you got the sun and you got the tunes. It's all good. I always like the line here where uh, Fry asks, what's the weather like? She says, you know, usual, boiling lead, oceans of lava. He's like, so like what? Shorts? (laughs) Uh, What's the alternative? I guess it's long pants. Long pants would not work. Man, it gets like 85 degrees here, and I'm like, why am I wearing pants? Mm-hmm. Forget boiling lead. So, And you know how we do in Portland. Speedos all around. If you've never been to Portland, uh, as far as you know, this is true. It is 100% true. If you've never been to Portland, and you cannot confirm it. They go to Mercury, and... They're driving, just cruising along on Fry the is, surface of Mercury. Uh, Fry is enjoying both the AC and the heater at the same time. Amy turns on a, a device that makes icy margaritas. Uh-huh. And then Fry uh, says, hey, you want to get a Pop-Tart? And then pops them into what's, what is turns into a toaster on the dash. And the whole time, the fuel gauge is just going crazy down. Yeah, it's it starts accelerating straight for that E. And as they start to lose power, she says, don't worry, I'll hit the fuel guzzler. And then just <laughs> guzzles even more fuel. And uh, surprise, surprise, they run out of gas. Huh. And they've already passed the uh, the Mercury fuel station, which uh, is the only one because you have to circle the planet to get back to it. It's also called HG's fuel, which is such a good, clever, science joke. Oh, it's because, so good. Uh, for those who don't know, HG is the atomic symbol for the element mercury Mm -hmm. so clever little pun very clever when they run a gas they're about midway through the planet so interestingly i I double checked because the sign sort of implies that they are on the exact opposite side Mm -hmm. of the planet from where hg's fuel is sure and uh i crunched a, a couple of numbers and um the sign says that it's in either direction it's 4,750 miles, but if you actually uh, calculate out the circumference and then divide by two, it's 4,761 miles. Okay. I don't know if we've just gotten more accurate measurements of the circumference of Mercury or, or maybe, if it was just a, an approximation well, or what. Well, let me, let me put, it to, put, put it to you this way. When you see like a, a, a billboard on the, the station, do they always say 27.4 miles ahead? No, they probably say about 25 miles. Okay. They round it. Point taken. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a sign. Like, it's a, about 4,750 miles. At this that point, you don't really care if it's another accidental 11 or so. I suppose. To be fair, the fact that they got 4,750 miles on less than a tank of gas, because they flew th- flew by the fuel station. It's true. That's That's pretty good gas mileage. That's real great gas mileage. And they, they were running, like, toasters and stuff the whole time. And so. margaritas. We're not getting back into the margarita talk. No, I now I just want one. It's not, <laughs> I'm not talking going to Margaritaville again. I'm just, I want a margarita because they're tasty. Amy calls Septuple A, uh, the... Austro, Austro-Afro-Antarctico-Amerasian Auto Association. Thank you. <laughs> I, I spent way too much time paused, like, <laughs> I have to write this all down, I have to do it. And uh, they say it's going to be a couple of hours, so they're just kind of hanging out in this really mm-hmm. hot car they, un- they, under a ferociously hot sun on the 
the surface of Mercury. Well, I mean, yeah, Mercury is pretty close to the sun, so it makes sense. Um, they kind of just like start talking and having a good time and make dumb jokes and talk about stuff and junk and junk and stuff and like whatever. So they they start to make a little bit of a a friend connection. It seems at least, at least. Mm. When the tow truck driver gets there, the windows are all fogged up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, oh, he's yeah, he's kind of assuming that things are going kind of crazy Real in good. there. So then his, his next move is to wipe off some of the condensation to see what's and going on. They're playing cards. Oh. So then he, he hooks them up and they start getting towed. And then Amy out of the blue is like, hey, while they're towing us, you want to do it? And Fry's like, yeah. And, and they just immediately start going to town. And the tow is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, so they're, they're back at Planet Express at a, at a, at a kind of a, a meeting in the morning. Uh, any new bit, old business or no one has any real old business or new business, but there is a significant part of business that they do ask for. I'd also like to point out just that uh, this comes after. Hermes is drawing really intense diagrams that look kind of like football plays almost. And he's like, <laughs> and that wraps up the description of the movie I saw last night. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, then after the old business and new business, he he straight up says, anyone spend the night together last night? Amy says yes. And Fry says kind of. So uh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, not that there really ever was a bag to, or well, I guess there is a cat because, but there certainly was no sense of trying to put it in a bag. Bender is like, hey man, this is great because she's rich and probably has other qualities. Yeah, uh, Leela immediately says that you know, uh, it, romance is not about money. Oh, so it's just a coincidence that Doctor Zoidberg here is poor and miserably lonely. For your information, it's because he's hideous, and then Zoidberg is sad. I mean, they're talking about this right in front of him. He's literally between the two characters. Desperately poor and miserably lonely. And he he even goes to like say something about it and then it's interrupted by Leela calling him hideous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Zoidberg. This does give Bender a scheme though. Oh yeah? A scheme so deviously clever that Smash Cut. And this is my favorite. Like when I think of smash cuts, oh, this, this is the one. This is the one. This is one of my favorite things ever because it cuts to just a judge pounding a gavel and saying, uh, five hundred dollars and in time, time served. served." And Bender's like stupid anti pimping laws, and he's got a couple of uh, robot hookers there with him, and he's wearing a big old like fluffy coat. He's got he's got a gold tooth in his like teeth array. It's very good. He, as he walks out. They're like, we love you, Bender. And he says, yeah, baby, shut up. Shut up, baby. I know it. That's what. That's a, a, a Futurama-ism that I always really want to say, but telling people, shut up, baby, <laughs> like, not maybe one of my best things to yeah, do. Yeah, that's a good choice not to to do. So You could do damn these anti-pimping laws, though. <laughs> That'd be really funny at work. It's like, you're just typing away, like, damn these anti-pimping laws. People look at you like... What what the heck? You were working on a code thing. That won't get any of us in trouble whatsoever. Oh, of course not. But Bender does decide then to do a computer dating service. Discreet and discreet. Because it's kind of like pimping, but you rarely have to use the phrase upside your head. And then when Leela questions him on it, he says, don't make me go upside your head. 
<laughs> it's like instantly. It's like a, an instinct. So Hermes goes to the sp- supply closet to go get a stapler because he needs one. And he he can't get in. And he knocks on it and says, yeah, Amy and Fry need to put their pants back on. And meanwhile, in the supply closet, they're just like, huh, they think that they're we're making out. And then it turns out they're just juggling. Uh-huh. And then they ask, why aren't we making out? And then they, they start making out. I love every time, every time it happens where they just like mash into each other and are just going yeah. to town on each sure. other, like zero to 60. I think it's so good. It's such a funny it's very good. sight gag. I do want to point out before, though, before we cut into the the supply closet, Zoidberg tries to interrupt Hermes from breaking in, saying he'll he'll attack with our, his fear, fearsome gonad. That's how humans work. That's how humans work. Hey, he's a doctor. He knows this. Then um, we get Zap. Yeah, we do get Zap. Um, Zap shows up to take advantage. I, w- I will say though, this is a the first non kind of like non Leela Zap moment we get. It's true. Um, Zap's just kind of there. Yeah, looking for love. Looking for love, and so he fills in all out, the wrong places. In all the wrong places, <laughs> he fills out a, a, a punch card. Yeah, uh, and uh, of, of things that he likes in a mate, hands it to Bender, and Bender crumples it up and and puts it in his uh, what he calls his high speed romantological data fire. It's his compartment. It's his compartment, and then he, <laughs> he goes beep 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 beep, <laughs> and then takes it back out, uncrumples it, and hands it back to Zap. <laughs> oh my god, I love. <laughs> I love just that that visual of him kind of tapping his finger while he's making like not he's not even making beeping sounds he's saying beep <laughs> he's saying beep and then hands the exact he has to uncrumple it like it's amazing uh like he's not even trying and that's what I love and everybody seems to go with him on this like his fee is five hundred bucks and which has uh, of course Al Gore's portrait on the $500 bill of course this is just a fact in the future just a fact yeah um so amy asks fry to go to europa with her on a on a picnic and says that she's really enjoying hanging out with him and this he starts feeling kind of smothered because like all of a sudden she's talking about hanging out and everywhere he looks there's amy he takes two hours figuring out what candy bar to get out of the vending machine (laughs) there's amy waking up after sleeping with amy there's amy I just love the dedication of taking two hours to select hey, the exact candy bar. You have to, you have pros and cons of each. There are different styles. You have to make sure, oh, I've had a Reese's cup or a, excuse me, a peanut butter cup recently. I've had a bar full of nougat before. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ben's euphemism corner, here's Mike's. Um <laughs> I mean, like you, you have to weigh the pros and cons of each delicious confection and then uh, make sure you have enough money for the one that you've chosen. And if you haven't, you have to come kind of like reconstitute yourself and decide which candy bar you need to get. It's very important. It's a very important decision. You lost me at bar full of nougat. I believe I did. Yes. So let's continue on. Um, uh, so uh, as they are about to go to Europa... Uh, Fry tries to get Leela to come, but she uh, rejects the idea. But Dr. Zoidberg comes. 
Oh, because he's like, did somebody say something about a free hot meal? We're getting into desperately miserable, wait, miserably lonely and desperately, desperately poor section. He does mention uh, when he is in the backseat of the car as it's driving down, uh, driving through the uh, ice fields of Europa. Mm -hmm. He's eating everything in the picnic basket, and he does point out that he hasn't eaten since Tuesday. Mm -hmm. He also eats the picnic basket. Uh, He sure does. The actual woven reeds. And he seems pretty... It seems like it's an enjoyable thing that he does. Weirdest... That would be the weirdest Yelp review ever. (laughs) But yeah, he seemed pretty... pretty... Break me off a piece of that Yelp review. Well, that actually fit the the rhythm. Break me off a piece Piece of of that that Yelp review. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it. I've done it. If I could if I could do a good Dr. Zoidberg voice, uh I would absolutely make up a Yelp review for a <laughs> a basket store that Dr. Zoidberg thinks is some sort of restaurant. Sure. Uh do you think we could get Billy West to do that because that would be uh Billy West, the best. please if you're listening, tweet at Back to Futurama <laughs> and let's let let's have our people um us talk to your people. I imagine you actually have people. We do not. I just I want to hear Doctor Zoidberg's review of like a, a <laughs> picnic basket store. Yes, uh, I would. Oh man, I want it to be negative. <laughs> I want it to be like a two two star review. I think. I mean, he seemed to enjoy the read pretty much. So. Well, I mean, this read basket, but maybe there's just. I mean, like you know, there are so many seafood stores. You don't uh, seafood stores, uh, seafood restaurants. You you. You don't always have to go to Red Lobster if you don't like Red Lobster. After Zoidberg eats the picnic and the oh, picnic yes. basket, uh, Fry and Amy are kind of having a a, uh, a little bit of a fight. It's a little bit. A little bit of, they're they, being passive aggressive. Sure, they decide to have a heart to heart and ask Zoidberg to drive. And Zoidberg is very excited. He says that he'll just turn the wheel to maximum fastness. Hey, that seems legit. And he's he's driving it around like it's a race car. I want to point out he in the the episode where they went to his planet, he was shown driving. He knows how to drive. Wait a minute, you're right. He knows how to drive. He's being obtuse. You're right. Hilariously obtuse, but obtuse. He's driving it around like a race car. Meanwhile, Fry and Amy are having their heart to heart in the back seat. That sounded wrong, but they are uh, a what to what. Um, so Fry is kind of get leading up to a conversation to probably break up with Amy. Uh, but, and then that's exactly when Zoidberg, uh, turns around and says, uh Oh, and has the steering wheel clipped out of the car and in his hands. And then Zoidberg crashes. I mean, they all crash, but he kind of <laughs> crashes the car. Well, Fry seems to be the only one yelling. And Fry seems to be the only one who's gotten hurt at all when, uh, when he wakes up. Convenient. Moral of the story, don't yell. So when Fry comes to, uh, he, he asks, is everybody okay? Or is, is anybody hurt? And he said, no, just your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he can see it over there, and it looks kind of mangled a little bit. and Mostly okay, actually, but just like splayed out in a way that implies that it didn't really go well. But then where's his head? On Amy's shoulder, surgically attached. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's like that's where they got the name of the episode or something. 
yeah, Fry's kind of freaking out because his head is sewn onto Mm -hmm. Amy's shoulder. And the weird thing that I noticed that I never really thought of before is that Amy seems totally 100% cool with this. She's like, hey, looks like we'll get to spend even more time together. And it's just like totally fine with having a dude's head sewed onto her shoulder. Well, I I think in this episode, Amy is just super down for everything. I don't think she reacts negatively to anything, really. I suppose not. I mean, there have been episodes where she has like gun splur or whatever, but not much in this episode. They go back to the Planet Express headquarters and... And Fry, a man of infinite wisdom, continues to break up with Amy. Leela does point out that this sort of thing always seems to happen with office romances. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, there's, well, it's what I tell all my coworkers. Don't get involved with, with her. You'll end up as a head on her shoulder. It, it's surgically uh, uh, attached to her shoulder, yeah. I mean, the means isn't really what I'm concerned about. Well, yes, it could be magic. You're right. <laughs> yeah, never, never count magic out. I should never count magic out. If there's anything I learned from watching Arrested Development, it's never count magic out. But yeah, they go into the closet and they, they, Fry still decides to break up with Amy. I, I feel like this is, again, I called him a man of infinite wisdom. It seems like a choice to break up with somebody when you are, you no longer have a body right now and you are attached to this person's literal body via stitches. I would also like to point out that uh, in the, in the background, when they are in the closet, there's a lot of weird supplies on the shelf. And one is uh, on the on the bottom shelf, right next to each other. There's one that is labeled P, as in the the letter P, and then one right next to it that's labeled NP. Ha! <laughs> 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 I didn't catch that. I did not catch that. I am so glad you did. That is fantastic. Uh huh. I mean, it's holy cow. That's great. This is this is a thing that uh, I am not a smart enough individual to <laughs> explain in any sort of short it, amount of time on this podcast. It's been so long since I've learned um, about it in computer science. But yeah, it's a computer science thing. Look up the... Um, it's just a, a wh- whether or not you can complete pro- projects on a... or a pr- uh, it problems on a Turing machine, basically. Yeah, look up um, P and NP. Complete. Yeah. Complete. Um, and uh, there's actually some pretty good YouTube videos out there that... Oh, I'm sure. Do a pretty good job describing it, but um, I certainly uh, am not capable of that. So, but yeah, it's a good little background oh, joke. Man, I, yeah, yeah, that's good. After Fry breaks up with Amy, Amy says, "Well, if uh, we're not together anymore, how would you feel if I went out with somebody on Valentine's Day?" And Fry kind of realizes his his mistake, I believe, at least a little bit. Fry is like, "Well." Hey, now that I'm single, I can get oh, uh, that's right. any woman I want. So, you know, it's fine. A- Amy implies that he's only going to get one kind of woman with her body. Like, oh. 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 Yeah. Meanwhile, Leela's going to uh, Bender's dating service, discreet and discreet. Mm-hmm. He, she just kind of asks, how's it going? And he opens his compartment and shows, him all, shows her all the money. That's when we the. Are you familiar with my friend Al Gore? Because oh, Al Gore right, is yeah. on the money, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very good. And uh, she asks Bender to set her up on a date, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, five hundred bucks." Is and that Brannigan okay? No, six hundred. 
And so she's got a, a date all set up for Valentine's Day. And she walks out and brags about that to Fry, about how it's not Zap Brannigan or anybody. Right, yeah. Fry asks her to go with him so he can kind of sabotage Amy's date. Or not really sabotage it, but just kind of not have to be a third wheel on this weird date right, situation. Right. But, you know, she's already you got know, a, as you do. She's already got a date that's not Zap Brannigan or anything. Mm-hmm. And so he says that he'll have to do something so pitiful and embarrassing that he's ashamed to tell Leela about it. He's like, Bender's in his office. <laughs> so Fry goes into, into Bender's office and asks to be set up. Bender says, the fee is $500, but knowing you, I'm going to need it in advance. Which is funny because he has a lot of money already. Like, he's already taken everybody's money in advance. I mean, it's just how Bender operates. It's true, but why you have to put it out specifically there? Now it's Valentine's Day evening. Everybody's getting ready for their dates. Everybody goes to Elzar's. Amy's date is a really... um, he he's got a really like smooth voice like sure it's pretty nice and he's a big beefy handsome dude big beefy handsome dude meanwhile fry is just chowing down on a burger and his date hasn't arrived yet the image of him chowing down on a burger with amy's hand because he he can control amy's right hand left hand left hand okay he can control left his left her left hand and just like go into town on this burger very good a very good image. in a very fancy restaurant in a very fan in elzar's like like if you went to emerald's fancy restaurants in real life and also amy's date doesn't seem particularly weirded out about fry either a being there or b literally being ahead on her shoulder well it is the year 3000 you get kind of tolerant to this kind of thing i just want to know why nobody in this universe is even remotely concerned with what's going on with this double-headed situation i think it's because they've seen much worse i guess like the rise of richard nixon Ugh, true he's got a point (laughs) bender finally shows up with fry's date and it's this uh older woman she's well traveled she's well traveled she does and bender does not mean because she's traveled a lot because she points out the wheels fell off her house so that's why and uh, Leela's date also arrives, and it's um, Sal. Uh huh. He's uh, he's ta- he's taken aback by her weird eye, but you know he's willing to give it a try anyways. Sure, but th- there's an interesting point there. Man's head on woman's shoulder, not weird. <laughs> One-eyed woman, really weird. That's true. This is a weird dichotomy. It's true. So uh, I guess in the year three thousand, it's better to literally have two heads than one eye well good to know if i ever get there like that old saying two heads are better than one eye it's true that's a good that's a good call most people just cut off that last part yeah which is weird because that doesn't make any sense a lot of people forget that and it's very important none of the dates seem to be really going well except for amy's because everybody else seems to have been i must suggest that zaps seems to be going great it's true his date is very interested mm-hmm. in him. It's not what Zap's looking for. His date is not what Zap's looking for at all. So yeah, Amy and, and Gary, which is his name, seem to be hitting it off. Um, Fry's date asks, basically just is interested in how he gambles. And she ends up walking out because... Uh, She's got to catch the bus to Nutley. Well, and she, fig- she figures that she can do better than a slots player because he can only control the one arm. Yeah, sure. 
And then, yeah, she... I get it. Like, no, I get it completely. Yeah. She says that she's got to catch the, the 1215 <laughs> to Nutley. And then Sal is like, oh, yeah, I'd love to take a whack at you. His words. Oh, my God. And... The wordage is awful. Yeah. 1215 to Nutley is not going to drive itself. <laughs> and Fry's date says, did you just say the bus to Nutley? And they start making out <laughs> Sal and, and Fry's date, which I did not catch the name of. Petunia. Petunia, yes. Uh, so they just start making out on the like the stoop. You had me at 1215 to Nutley is a lot <laughs> less romantic than like you had me at hello or whatever the real line is. Yeah, or I'll, I'll have what she's having. That is actually way more romantic than you had me at 1215 to Nutley. There's a lot of things that are more romantic than you had me at 1215 L- to Nutley. Like a bar of nougat. <laughs> yeah i mean if if i had to choose between two (laughs) uh suitors i'm on i'm on the bachelor here and (laughs) you're you're on team nougat and i'm on team nougat as opposed to team 1215 to nutley team nutley um so so basically uh, they make out for a bit, and then Sal's like, "All right, who who's who else is coming on the twelve fifteen to Nutley?" And everybody's date gets up and leaves. Every every date that came in with Bender is now leaving. Meanwhile, Amy's date seems to be going too well for Fry's tastes. Gary says that uh, he was thinking about going back to his place for coffee. Amy doesn't like coffee. Neither does Gary. And it zooms in on Fry's face, and he's getting more concerned every time they say something. And and it ends with uh, let me get the check. No, and, and, and <laughs> slow, slow motion, motion yelling, card. and the credit card bounces. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Um, He's literally at this point trying to pull his head li- off of literally Amy's body, pulling it off. Yeah. Um. So Leela kind of sees this and walks over and and starts a conversation about uh, um, starts with uh, a conversation with Gary, who is a bank regulator, and says, "Oh, it must it, it must be boring." says no well, she she actually says that she's heard banking industry regulations are very simple which he's says oh by of course well not and then uh, he's just starts talking all about banking banking industry regulations and their history and going they, he, all the way back to like the 1400s yes rich nobleman fry is very thankful then in the last scene we cut back to planet express and Fry's head has been reattached to his body in a in a rare display of Dr. Zoidberg actually doing good medicine for once. Good. Well, I mean, but, he does well, have this weird thing where when he pokes his neck, his leg sure like spikes up and like kicks him in his own butt. Mm-hmm. Well, he also couldn't save the dorsal fin. Can I mean, can you live without it though? If you call that living. Bender says that everything worked out well and uh, implies sort of that it was his intention to set everybody up with bad dates. Yeah, they do kind of like a, a fake uh, pan out or a, a, a wipe, uh, a heart wipe out until they kind of come back and Leela kind of takes him to task for it. She says, you just corralled a bunch of stiffs at the bus station and pocketed our money. And he says, true. But in the end, isn't that what Valentine's Day is really all about? Woo. The very last thing is that they all kind of uh, bitter kind of of pulls everybody Mm -hmm. in, and that uh, triggers the thing in Fry's neck, and it kicks Bender in the butt, and then Bender's 
quote unquote beautiful ass. His words. Yes, still funny. Like though. he's his ass is literally exploding. It's like, no, my beautiful L- ass. Like fireworks exploding. <laughs> and then it's just that nice little um the heart wipe. The back heart out? wipe. Um and then uh that's the end of that episode. What an episode. What a Valentine's episode it was. It I yeah, but um Well to talk more about it, we need to go to Grades. <laughs> Uh, this is a this is a this is a, certainly a Valentine's Day episode, although it's it's not you. Uh, I mean, it has the kind of similar Futurama twist on all the different holidays that it has. Um, I think this is one of the most the most interesting twists on it because it doesn't really change what like Xmas has a lot of changes that it had from what Fry remembered. This is relatively similar, where couples go on dates or you try to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend for the day and. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress around it, and um, uh, I, I think that even that conceit is a good one. I think a lot of the jokes are well executed in this episode. Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I will always love when when uh, uh, Bender uh, brings everybody from the bus station in as everybody's guests uh, or uh, dates, and I really enjoy that. And having everybody leave is like anybody else for the twelve fifteen to Nutley and everybody walks out it's very funny yeah i think it's a pretty good episode uh i would probably give it a b plus as i mentioned before i i really uh, of all the holiday episodes that a a show can do i really always appreciate a good valentine's day episode uh probably in part because i uh, have for most of my life been a a single man and valentine's day has always been sort of a uh, you know, the, the whole singles awareness day sort of thing. Sure. And so I have a lot of feelings about Valentine's Day and shows like this where they're like, all right, we're going to do a Valentine's Day episode, but we're just going to lampoon the hell out of it. Um, you know, 30 Rock was always really good at it. Mm-hmm. A couple of the Simpsons Valentine's Day episodes are really good at it. Uh, you know, obviously the I Chew Chew Choose You <laughs> is sort of the, uh, the go-to, but they sure. had um, a couple of them. I'll admit some bias when I'm going into this because I think it's a great, uh, it's a great riff on Valentine's Day and just you know the idea of like because I've I've done the online dating stuff and it's about as good as picking up random uh, strangers at a bus stop. Uh, the- as a man that one once ran Taco Tender, I think you're well. <laughs> Well established to be able to talk about online dating. I did once have a Tinder account that was for a plate of tacos uh, who got way more attention than I did on my own uh, personal account. Uh, Thank you for bringing that one up. I'm a scamp. Uh, You know, the whole idea of of the need for a date for Valentine's Day or needing to do something romantic for Valentine's Day. You know, just this was sort of the one thing that somebody in my position could enjoy about valentine's day the only other thing is the cheap candy the day after so like i said i have a lot of bias going into this but on top of that there's just also a ton of good jokes i think we laughed a whole bunch talking about this episode here tonight that's true and honestly i i'm gonna count that a little bit in my grade because i i think i was maybe only gonna go as as high as about a a b plus as well Mm -hmm. but just as as much as we've enjoyed all the the 
good jokes in this episode. I think I'm going to bump that up a little bit to uh, an A minus. Um, okay. Just Sounds squeak, good. Squeaking by in there. Um, but yeah, just a, it's a fun episode, and uh, I really do enjoy it every time. Excellent. I, I think even though we slightly disagree, we're mostly on the same page on this one. Yeah, absolutely. And we, of course, always want to know how you all feel about absolutely, Valentine's yeah. Day episodes or, you know, this episode in particular or just whatever you like about, uh, well, preferably like, but even if you dislike something, you know, we want to know about it. Sure, absolutely. So always feel free to get in contact with us. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. And why not take some time to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes? Yeah. That's always a, a great thing. It always helps. You never know what where we might be if, if we uh, get enough reviews and likes and subscribes and all that other stuff. We may, we may have a have a, a, a lot of reach to a lot of people that love Futurama. It's the only way we're going to get Billy West it's doing the, the, the <laughs> basket restaurant review from Dr. Zoidberg. It, it is absolutely the only way we're ever going to be able to do that. So tell your friends, rate us on iTunes, retweet us, like all of this, so we can get Billy West to do this one stupid thing for us. Please. <laughs> How much would that make your entire life? I, I, I think... I, I don't think I would have much more after that because I think it would give me a heart attack of amazingness. Sounds about right. Anyways, that's going to do it for <laughs> us this week. Uh, as always, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.